2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates' national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There will be many who are now pushing back on the idea that there was never anything to The narrative that Brady wanted out of Tampa, there was never anything to the idea that Brady and Bruce Arians, the coach of the team, have any type of friction. I don't buy either of those. I'm sorry. I don't buy them one bit. My understanding is there was a feeling in the building in Tampa that he did want to play for another team. I think we just see how the rest of the offseason plays out. ...as it relates to whether and to what extent there was friction between Tom Brady and Bruce Arians... ...and whether and to what extent ownership maybe made a decision between Brady and Arians. I'm not assuming that this is all done. I'm not assuming that what happened last night means week one... Bruce Arians is the coach. Tom Brady is the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not ready to assume oh, that. I it's am. been too weird the past six days. Yeah, I'm I, not ready to assume that. Yeah, I, I, they're, I'm they're, not ready to.
3: They'd be crazy to. Oh, it's crazy
2: time in Tampa Bay. That was just 17 days ago. And I will acknowledge that someone did tell me. In the hours after Tom Brady unretired, yeah, on that Sunday, the 13th of March, the next shoe to drop is Arians out.
3: Right, right. I figured that, you might have got an inkling there, but that doesn't mean you're still not Nostradamus or the Oracle. What would you well, rather me call well, you today? What do you want me to call you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'll take
2: either. I guess. Okay. Better you've ever called me. All right. But
3: <laughs> but look,
2: and and they're, they're going to do their damnedest to sell us on the idea that this was a coincidence that Tom Brady returns <laughs> yeah and 17 days later Bruce Arians leaves and Tom Brady apparently has no problem with it that that's the most telling thing for me that hit me last night 100%. i texted you that yeah the, t- t- Tom Brady comes back from retirement his head coach leaves 17 days later and there's not even a suggestion he's got the tiniest problem with that right that tells you everything you need to know about last night's stunning news that Bruce Arians is stepping down, transitioning to a front office role, whatever you want to call it. Arians is out only 17 days after Brady is back, and they are going to bust their asses to sell to us the idea that it had nothing to do With Brady's return, it had nothing to do with any friction between Brady and Arians, and I'm just not buying it. And I think the way that it came out last night, kudos to Peter King. He was in, you know, he's respected. He and Sam Farmer both are handpicked by Bruce Arians to break this to the world. And then 10 minutes later, they announce it with all these statements and quotes. And there's never even a hint from anyone that Brady... You know, it's not even suggested, and and I'm not. They're not even gonna. They're not even gonna go down that
3: path, and I'm gonna. Ignore- I lost him. All right, I wasn't sure what the heck happened there. Well, with Mike, like what where he was, and yeah, we're call, we're going solo here until we get Mike back. But I I think where Mike was going with that is that hey, Tampa's gonna do their best job to. Put the toothpaste back in the tube. Sell the bill of goods of, oh, hey, Tom Brady he had nothing yep. to do with this. This was a move by Bruce Arians. Oh, there you are. Good. I was trying to kind of hey, finish your thought for you. So, so go ahead. Somebody
2: man. in Tampa. Somebody in Tampa. Had their, they cut the line. Uh, hi there, hands Bruce, on the cord. <laughs> cut the line. We don't want to hear this. And and look, I I there's going to be enough celebratory laudatory, and we'll get to that. Bruce Arians deserves a ton of credit for what he's done in the NFL. Definitely. But – but please don't try to tell us this is something other than it isn't. I mean, come on, folks. And this is one of the the reasons we're here to point out in moments like this what's really going on. What's really going on is not coincidence. What's going on here is Tom Brady's back and Bruce Arians is out, and it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. No, no. Period. Yeah. Uh, and who would you choose? Put yourself in the shoes of the Glazers. Of course. Anybody out there, who would you choose? We got Tom Brady for another year. We got Bruce Arians for another year. Pick one. Right. <laughs> Pick one. one. One fills your stadium and gets you six primetime games. The other one, you know, I, no one's coming to see Bruce Arians on the sideline. Everyone's coming to see Tom Brady on the field. And I think Arians understands that. He gets it. And, sure. You know, it was t- But it's amazing, though, to think that Brady was able to get through 20 years with Bill Belichick but only two years with Bruce Arians. That's
3: amazing. It, it, it is. It is. It's, it is amazing. There's no question. I, I mean, again, there's so much to unpack here. You know, first off, I want to piggyback off of what you said early on. Right. I mean, the fact that. You know, no one out there is saying anything of the nature of like, oh my gosh, this must be such a blow to Brady. He must be so mad. He came back and the head coach is leaving. You don't see anybody in the NFL reporting that there's no like inklings of that. Like, oh no, Brady. It's not like when Roger Adams left Rogers, right? We all knew that. Oh my gosh, he must be devastated, right? He was expecting that uh, this one. This rumor has been out there since the end of the season. I mean, to the, you know, week 14, week 15, you started to hear rumors of. Maybe there's a little issue with Arians and Brady and the game planning and things of that nature. Then you tie it together in the fact that you and I know, and a bunch of other people know this as well, that he tried to finagle his way down to Miami with Sean Payton. That's another inkling of, hey, he's trying to get, get away from the coach. I was led to believe in that conversation too. Bruce Arians was not even a, a, a part of those conversations. He was left out. They didn't even want to get him involved, the compensation, anything there. So there's been lots of warning signals. You and I have both been getting them. And come on. First off, Bruce Arians was at the Combine talking about bad business, and he's the coach of the football team. And then a month later, you know, and sandwiched in between, is Brady coming back? And then uh, two weeks later, Arians is gone? Uh, I mean, it, it's pretty easy to line this up. I don't think this is, you know, rocket science. And it's not, it's, we're, it's not coincidental, everybody. This, this happened for a reason. And at some point, Brady and his people had a conversation with Jason Light and Glazier and basically probably said, hey, I want to come back, but I got some stipulations we got to talk about here. And that's, you know, where we are now. At least that's the way I see it and putting together a few things that I do know behind the scenes. And look, if they really wanted people to not suspect that there was a connection
2: they needed to do this a little bit differently. Like Arians steps down and then Brady comes back later or something like that. It it just, the way that it, and even then. Yeah, it you'd question then. Right, right, even then. Right. But, but the idea that Brady is back and just 17 days later Arians is out when there had been nothing that Arians had said or done to suggest he was even thinking about this. That is not going to be accepted by the people who I think, you know, really follow it, understand it, are plugged in and who get it and who think critically. Now, of course, Bruce Arians denies that it had anything to do with Brady coming back. Uh, He said to Peter King, no, on that question. Is it connected to Brady's return? Tom was very in favor of what I'm doing. I mean, I had conflicts with every player I coached because I cussed them all out, including him. Great relationship off the field. When you start by saying Tom was in very favor of what I'm doing, yes, you you answer it. Of course he's in favor. Yes, he's, he's, I mean, it gets back to our point. If he, let's look at it this way. If he was still in New England and he retired and unretired and he came back and 17 days later, Bill Belichick was out. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't we be thinking differently about, it? I mean, like, we'd be thinking that Belichick's out because Brady's back, but still the idea that, that your head coach disappears 17 days after you return and you're not even, you're not even the slightest bit perturbed by it. It kind of tells you everything you need to know about what's really going
3: on here, folks. It, Doesn't it it, it? it definitely does. I, there, there's so many warning signals. I mean, come on. I, I mean, anybody out there again, this is not coincidence. You know, well, I don't know with Brady there. First off, great relationship off the field is what was said there. Then when he's talking about when he's in favor of, of what I was doing, does he mean he's in favor of him leaving or what he was doing when he was current, you know, the head coach and getting involved? That's where I wasn't sure with what he meant there in that first part of the comment. Mike, what do you think there? Is he? He's talking about Brady had no problem me leaving, or Brady had no problem that I was sticking my nose in between him and Byron Leftwich and getting involved in the game plan. You know, what well, it
2: comes down to conjugation. I know Tom was very in favor of what I'm doing. Not Tom was very in favor of what I was doing. Very, or well, what very I did. good,
3: very well but said. But what I yes. am doing, right? So Tom right.
2: is in. Tom is very in favor of me leaving. <laughs> Get your butt it has out of nothing here, to do
3: <laughs> Right. With
2: Tom's return, but he's very in favor. That's one of those moments where the truth just kind of accidentally slips out. Yeah. When you're trying to I and look, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sure Bruce Arians is going to be mad if he even gives a crap about us saying what we're saying, but well,
3: come on. Come on. Well, come Br- on. like Bruce Arians has got to be mad to altogether to a to a certain degree here. He I mean, got, I he walked the plank. Well, that's what exactly. I mean, yo ho yo ho, the pirate's life for me and hey, got it. You're right down there in Tampa. But so I got to think at first there was a disgruntled Bruce Arians. I, I got to think something was done here to, you know, appeal to him, appease to him, to make him make comments like this to Peter King so this goes over smoothly for the Bucks and Brady. I don't know if they'd say pay him another year of a contract money, whatever, but I have a hard time thinking if this went down the way we did that, you know, Bruce would just go away quietly. There's a side deal done here too, like you said. They're gonna do their best. Part of Brady, you know, saying he's gonna come back, and Bruce Arians not being there. The other, the next part of that plan is okay. So now, how do I not look like the jerk here that forced the coach out of town? What are we gonna do there? So that's what's been going on for the last 17 days, as far as them figuring that out. Talks with Bruce Arians. Arians wasn't at the owners' meetings, so um, I, that's the part I'm interested. Is how it went down with Brady. I mean, uh, Bruce Arians. How did they approach it with him, and what did they do? To say, hey, we don't want you to be the coach anymore, but we want you to really be good on the way out the door and say nothing mean and say good things about Tom Brady and all of that. That's where I'm very interested to to know the the details of.
2: And I think it becomes a very delicate, strategic plan unfolded by ownership in combination with Jason Light, the GM, to get Bruce Arians on board with what's going to happen. And here's what's going to happen. And here's how we're going to sell it. And we're going to have you involved in it. And you're still going to be part of the team. You're going to transition to the front office. They win another Super Bowl. You get yourself another ring. You're going to get paid. And it's just going to look better. This is a better exit for you than being unceremoniously dumped like you were in Pittsburgh 10 years ago. Remember that? He retired when he wasn't retiring from the Steelers. They just announced that he was retiring. And he hadn't retired. And he lands in Indianapolis the next year, and he wins coach of the year because he stepped in when Chuck Pagano missed time with leukemia treatments. Arians went from offensive coordinator, interim coach, and they had a great year in Andrew Luck's rookie season. Then he was coach of the year again. So it really kickstarted his career much later than it should have after he was forcibly retired by the Steelers. This was more graceful. Well, it was intended to be more graceful. And for a large percentage of the fans out there, they're going to – Eat this up with a spoon. They're not thinking about this the way that the hardcore fans that watch this show and consume the content all day long in the offseason do. This gets back to what we talked about recently with the idea that you've got fans that tune in for week one, that Thursday night kickoff game on NBC, and haven't been paying any attention to the NFL since the Super Bowl, there are a lot of fans out there that fall into that category. They got their lives to live; they're not so obsessed with football that they're paying attention. To. And I say, what's wrong with you that you're not paying attention to it all off-season long? But those who are are going to look at this and say, "Yeah, come on, come on, We're, uh, come on. We know, we, we know what's going on here. Go ahead and go ahead and package it however you want. We know that when we remove the bow and the wrapping and we open the box, we know what's inside. What's inside is Tom Brady's only coming back if there's a coaching change." That's it. Yeah. That's what's inside. And you know what? Brady probably never said it. It may have been his agent, Don Yee, or yeah, somebody else. It right. may have been levels and layers right. down. Right. Where they say, you know, Tom would really like to come back, but he's got some concerns. What are his concerns? Well, hmm, hmm. Yeah. he's concerned about the coaching situation. What's he concerned about? Well, you know, we got a head coach who's mostly retired, we got Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich busting their asses every week to put an offensive game plan together, and then Arian shows up and starts MFing this and MFing that and wants to change this and change that. And you know Brady's got no problem with a coach being aggressive if he's plugged in all the time, right, like Bill exactly, Belichick was exactly right. But but this guy's this guy's riding around in his golf cart and uh, sipping rum and coke. And uh, no, I'm not I don't mean to imply that he actually did it on the job, but we know that he likes a cocktail or two. He talked about that last night in his comments to Peter King, yeah, or for Sam Farmer, or both. But, you know, he's, he's he's living a life that isn't conducive to the way Tom Brady lives his football life. And at some point, there's going to be friction. Think about it, folks, in any workplace, if you have somebody who is mostly retired, who barnstorms in and tells everybody who's busting their asses every day what to
3: do, at some point, yeah. there's going to be resentment. No doubt. No doubt. Yes. You, I mean, you know, he's an overseer. If you're an overseer and that's the way you're coaching – Guys don't want to see you then all of a sudden, like, oh, for four hours he got in the nitty-gritty and got involved in the nitty-gritty details and ruined some of the things we've worked on all week. I think that's where there was true frustration with Tom Brady there. No question. And I don't blame Brady for that. I understand that. And, of course, the culture he grew up in in the NFL, of course, his head coach was, you know, to to what you're saying. He was always, you know, knee-deep in work and details and the game plan and all of that. So I'm sure that frustrated Brady. But, like, get back to the point here, too. This is where, you know, there's just other things that jump out as we even talk. And I've thought about this last night. I mean, not a coincidence. Bruce Arians spent a good amount of the time talking about the future of the Bucs. What the team was going to look like next year. The quarterback situation. Talking about all of that. Right? I mean, then... You know, you line up with kind of the timeline of Brady with retiring. Yes, okay. Yeah, oh, maybe making a play to go somewhere else. You know, he's looking for somewhere, Miami, as we know. Then it got into, wait, that's not going to happen. I don't know if there was dabbling with the 49ers. But then I know the Bucks started getting serious about laying down the grain work, groundwork for who they were going to get that quarterback because, they okay, Brady might not come back. And then I was led to believe that's kind of where it all started back again, where it was like Brady was like, oh, wait, okay, I don't know if I'm going to have a place to go. And the Bucks are telling me they're about to get serious with some of these free agent quarterbacks and guys they might trade for. I got to make a decision and come back. And then you would that would lead me to believe that's when that conversation to come back to Tampa goes down about like you're talking about, whether it's Don Yee, him, talking to Jason Light, talking to ownership, Uh, I I would think that's how that went down. And, you know, again, I I would think that's the type of conversation that's very delicate, that maybe you do fly over to Manchester, England, and see the owners in person and talk about it uh, before you really, you know, make the decision to do that. Uh, That would be worth the trip, at least, for that type of decision and conversation.
2: Yeah, I really want to come back. I really want to play for the Buccaneers, if. Yeah. And, hey, it... Is it a big move? Yeah. Has Brady earned the right to make that move? Yeah. I'm not saying it was wrong for him to do it. I understand why he would have done it if he did it. And I think he did it, whether he did it directly or through back channels. Yeah. I can understand it. I can understand why he would do it. And, and... As to the notion that he would have wanted to partner up with Sean Payton, think about that. The Saints four and zero against the Buccaneers in the regular season in the last two years, and maybe the reason that they lose those games, from Brady's estimation, Sean Payton approaches the job like Bill Belichick sure. approaches the I think job. Some Obsessed, right. all in, right. constantly looking for any angle, any avenue, yeah. and puts together a better game plan. Has a, a better plan, right? And, and you, you and I know
3: him and, Bra- and Brady. And there was interest when Brady was the free agent the first time around. We knew there was, you know, we both know there was interest with the the Saints and and Brady. You know, if if Breeze wasn't willing to come back or it was going to be any issue there. You know Brady was a part of that conversation, so there is a history there. To your point, Mike, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was no, you're fine.
2: To add and remember, yeah,
3: there have been reports suggesting that the Saints were interested in Brady,
2: even if Breeze was coming back. That they were actually thinking about flipping the switch from Breeze to Brady yeah. if they could get Brady. There's right. been that report too. At the core, the NFL is a business, and it is a ruthless, unforgiving profit-driven business so if you are the glazers and you are faced with the choice to have tom brady or not have tom brady there's a lot of stuff you're going to agree to to get tom brady because you've seen the stadium for nearly two decades empty you've seen it empty and you've seen it full with tom brady Now, Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times reported last night that Brady was informed that Arians planned to step down and Todd Bowles would succeed him as the head coach either the same day or a day after the quarterback announced he was ending his retirement. The team insists it was not related to Brady's decision. That timeline makes it more clear there was a connection. It makes it more clear that Brady's coming back, not despite the fact that the head coach isn't going to be there, but because he's not going to be there. That timeline makes it obvious. Now, Jay Glazer had a somewhat different tweet, but this came from Bruce Arians, the guy who's trying to sell the idea that had nothing to do with Brady's return. Arians told me once he knew Brady was coming back, he started thinking he could step away and leave Todd Bowles in a great position. That is so different factually than Tom Brady became aware the day he decided to return or the next day. This make this, a, this paints a two picture. Two different things. This, You're right. This paints a picture of Bruce Arians saying, "I'm the coach. I'm the coach. I'm the coach." Oh, Brady's coming back. Hmm. You know, I could really do Todd Bowles a solid here. Right. I can leave Todd Bowles with a team where he can win and he can lay the foundation for his future, and none of my assistants have to leave. I could do something very selfless here. Hmm. Now again, again, I got no, I got no problem with the guy trying to, you know, you know, a little myth making, a little legend creation, you know, boosting. I got no problem with that. People are like that. I get it. It's human nature. But our nature is to tell you when it's it's potentially crap, and in this case, it's quite possibly, if not definitely, crap.
3: It seems It's not like what it. really happened. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And then those comments there, they don't, you know, like, like you're talking about there, they don't really line up. Wait, so what was it? You know. Did he come back and then Bruce Arians took this out, or did Bruce Arians think he was going to step away and then Brady came back? I mean, we, we've we seen the two conflicting reports there from guys that would go, they're on the inside. They, they know something there. Rick Stroud, I mean, gosh, nobody's more connected to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers than Rick Stroud. He's been down there forever. He's top notch. He is definitely a guy the organization trusts there, too, so... You know, again, that's uh, it, it, th- that doesn't line up, which isn't a good look for Brady or the Bucks or the situation in general. Uh, it, th- hey, yeah, it's hey. it's crazy. I think it's it's pretty fairly fairly easy to see if you've been paying attention to the league for the last two and a half months. If you haven't, I'm, like you said, it might not you might not be able to put it together right away. This is a little too inside
2: baseball, but I'm fascinated by this anyway because Rick Stroud. First of all. Piss some people off at one buck place with his Antonio Brown fake vaccination card oh, that's reporting. Right, right. Right. That didn't go over well. I'm sure. That didn't go over well at all. Right. So now here we are. And Bruce Arians hand picks two out of towners to break this news to instead of giving it to Rick Stroud, the guy who covers the team and has been covering the team for decades. That's the kind of thing's going to piss off Rick Stroud. Yeah, that's that, so. Rick I hear you. Str- Rick Stroud is not going to necessarily operate off of the same sheet music as everyone else who's getting this stuff handed to them by Bruce Arians. This is a very real dynamic of our business. Very real dynamics. One of the reasons why people handpick folks to give stuff to. There's kind of an implicit, hey, you know, you're you're gonna you're gonna you're. You're okay with our story, right? You know, you're pushing our story. We're giving you our story. You're you're okay with our story. And Rick Stroud's not getting the story. So he's got no compulsion. He's got no qualms. He's got no urgency about possibly sharing a different story. And he, he's doing it in a very subtle way by pointing out a timeline
3: that conflicts with the timeline that Bruce Arians is trying to sell. Right. No, I, I know. he's He, he is. And, and, man, Rick, I got a tremendous respect for him. And I'm sure – you know if he is a little disgruntled or whatever he'll he'll get some more details of this story and maybe you know we'll all be lucky and he'll release them and we'll we'll figure out what happened here what you know like i said i'm just interested in the timeline of when brady talked how that went down you know the the conversation with bruce arians definitely sure okay then i go to football and i think all right football great hey it's not going to affect the offense not with brady and leftwich they're going to be fine Bowls, the defense gonna be fine. Okay, yeah, all right. Bucks are still good. Just don't don't call a zero blitz
2: uh, with your. Well, season on wait, on. so that's Just where I was gonna go that. too.
3: You know, I, I mean, I know we're talking to this all too, but you know, and and I know to your point, yeah, Bruce Arians is not involved in the nitty gritty and the details like we've discussed before. But I do think it's a loss losing Bruce Arians. I do. I, I'm, not, I'm not. I don't think I. I'm not gonna like deny that. Even though he's not in the details and the guy making the game plan. There is value to Bruce Arians being your head coach. He does have a presence about him. He is the head coach. He's one of those guys that walks in a room and you go, oh, well, the head coach is there. Okay, here he comes. You know, he does cuss everybody out and keep everybody on edge. You know, just like we hear with all good teams and good places. They got a coach that keeps them on edge. They all do different ways, different styles. You know, Mike Tomlin keeps his guys on edge. Uh, B- Belichick keeps his guys on edge. Shanahan keeps his guy on edge. They do it different ways. Bruce Arians was a little bit like, hey, MF-er, you're not doing good. Get the F out of here. Play better or get the F out of here. That's the way he talks. But there is value in that. So I do – I am interested to see where the team goes. Because now the guy walking in the room is, hey, there's defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles. Oh, wait, he's the head coach. Oh, there is something different to that. And he has him have a proven track record as a head coach. So that's where there's – Definitely a little value in Bruce Arians, for sure, as a head coach and what I think of them as a team when he is there. And now I'll just have some questions that I would like to see or need to be answered to to button that up. And that's a great point because, look, regardless
2: of what Bruce Arians is doing during the week, he is the guy on the sidelines for three hours on game day making the big decisions. We've talked about this Mm -hmm. for years. On game day, the head coach doesn't really do all that much. But what the head coach does is very critical to the effort to win or lose games. He's the one making the final decision on, are we going for it on fourth down? Are we going for two? Uh, you know, do we do we decline that key penalty? Uh, we accept it or decline. Yeah. You know, he's the one
3: who's processing all of this. He's pretty but, good at it too. He I mean he's. And, we don't talk about his mismanaging game situations very much. No, you know, think no. about it. Over think years, about it. Never. We uh, we only talk
2: about the guys who screw it up. Yeah, the guys who are doing it fine, they don't get noticed. It's like a long snapper. Right, long yeah. snapper isn't noticed unless he's sailing the ball over the punter's head. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You're so, right. um, but but you you know you make a great point. Now Todd Bowles steps into that role. What's he going to do in that role? How involved is he going to be in the defense? Is he going to have any involvement in the offense, or is he just going to let Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady do what they've been doing and not barnstorm in yeah. and change things up late in the week? Um, the, the Arians' official version, because we do have to at least present it to folks who, who want to hear both sides of this, he said to Peter King that this was about succession that this is about setting up Todd Bowles, setting up his guy. Succession's always been huge for me with the organization in probably the best shape it's been in its history. With Tom Brady coming back, I'd rather see Todd in position to be successful and not have to take some crappy job I'm probably retiring next year anyway in February, so I control the narrative right now. I don't control it next February because if Brady gets hurt, we go 10-7, and 7, and it's an open interview for the job. I got 31 coaches and their families that depend on me. My wife is big on not letting all those families down. Mm. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I get it. I yeah. get it. But you know what? Another thing that's hard to reconcile, he's been banging the drum the past two years for Todd Bowles and Byron Lefkowitz to get one of those crappy jobs. Somebody needs to hire them. Yeah. He ha- he's never said once, well, you know what? I've, I'm really not going to be here much longer. Hey, one of these guys is getting the job. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hand. I want. It means a lot to me to be able to hand the 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 throne to one of my guys. He's never said that. He's been pushing these guys to get jobs elsewhere. So, I, I, again, I think somebody who is very smart, who understands Bruce Arians very well. And I, I'm going to assume it was Jason light, somebody crafted a narrative that, that, that just cut right through the heart of it and went Maybe. straight to Bruce Arians. And he said, yeah, you know what? This, this, this is a way for me to walk away with my head held high and make it look like I'm doing something selfless. Yeah. I'm making the right decision and it has nothing to do with Tom Brady having
3: qualms about coming back if I'm still the head coach. I I would we won't think have to, right. we will not
2: have to go down that path.
3: Right. Right right. I, I you know, yeah, I, I could certainly see that happening. I would think something like that did happen. Yeah. that's the part I would love to know. How was that conversation or that that topic you know, breached with Bruce Arians to sell it to make it all go smoothly here? I don't deny or uh, you know, I think there's a lot of, a lot of people out there in the NFL that would think, yeah, I think Bruce Arians was thinking about coming to the end, that this this might have been his last year, no matter what, anyways. Also, I think a lot of people in the NFL would vouch for Bruce Arians, the guy. I mean, he is – If I mean, you talk about coaches that work for him, and they love Bruce Arians. He's almost got like a cult following within the NFL with the coaches. They'd do anything, some of them. I mean, they'd st- take a bullet for Bruce Arians. So he has that way, and he's always – been great to Todd Bowles and spoke very highly of him. So whether I buy the fact that this is the move or not, you know, and this is why or this is this is the reason he did this move, I don't know if I a hundred percent buy that. I don't. I think like you, I think maybe this was something that was sold as a bill of goods to go, hey, this could be a good way to, to get out of here. But I also think this is naturally in Bruce Arians, too, that he is the kind yeah. of guy that would want to set up his uh, top goals or do right by him. Yeah, right, right.
2: It's why when Jason Light concocted the sale yeah. to Arians, it worked. Yeah, it it it. It's a great cover story. It's a great alternative narrative for what really happened. That's what makes this story so fascinating. You got a coach leaving on March 30. First time you've had a coach exit this late in the offseason since Jimmy Johnson in 1994, and we know what happened there. Right. This is very late in the day, and we're going to talk later coming up about some of the dynamics associated with a coach leaving this late in the calendar. This is not normal. This is not usual. This cries out for skepticism. This cries out, especially because... I was kind of waiting for this to happen. Yeah. I'd forgotten about it. And I wasn't quite sure when it was going to happen, but I was kind of waiting for it to happen. And when you think about the timeline here, we got through the scouting combine, we got through free agency and right on the other side of the league meetings. So Todd Bowles doesn't have to be burdened with any of the stuff that a coach has to do at the league. Meet. You know, you can focus on whatever it is you're focusing on. Yep. That's when Arians steps aside. It it makes sense. If, if I was going to plan A timeline. This is exactly the timeline that I would have planned if I was doing it the the, the perfect way. They've handled this perfectly from the standpoint of maximizing the number of people who buy it and don't say, hmm, I think it's about Tom Brady. The problem is there's going to be a lot of people who are always wired to think this is about Tom Brady.
3: Yeah, uh, no question. And, and, you know, I guess the the thing that I just will always have in my head is Bruce Arians at the Combine talking about, you know, the future quarterbacks at the position for the Bucks and all that. I mean, somewhere something changed there. That, that That's just a little bit what's, I think, you know, the, the, the shining, whatever you want to say, it, the thing that you look at to go, wait, that doesn't make sense. And it is very late in the game. I mean, it really is. It's rare, but – I would say this is one organization or the way they're set up right now. It's not going to really affect them. It's not you know, as far as what they need to get done here in the offseason. As, as, as much as we know a head coach in football is as important as any other head coach in any other sport – Uh, This is a different thing where you got a team that, of course, is battle-tested, knows how to win, got some veterans at the right spot, and you got a guy like Tom Brady on the offensive side of the ball at quarterback to where, hey, practice, Jason Light doing the evaluations for draft and free agency. I mean, none of that should fall off. I I would think the offseason could go as scheduled, and they're going to be a well-oiled machine. It's when the season starts. That's when I'm going to be interested to see the effect of now Todd Bowles is running the sideline that we talked about, and he's the guy, you know, roaming the facility on a day-to-day basis that has to connect to guys and be real with them and letting the guy know you're not doing good enough if you want to play and all that. That's where I'm going to be interested to see how this whole transition plays out.
2: Bruce Arians was present for the first day or two of the league meetings, and he spoke to Steve Weish of NFL Network while he was there. So and he was the there he for said, a day or two. He okay. was there for a okay. day or two. Right, okay. And he said that. As it relates to the quarterback position, we had started to uncover as many stones as we possibly could. We would have turned over every stone. Jason Light did his calls. We were in the midst of all that stuff when Tom decided to come back, and thank God we could say, no thanks, brother. We're out of it. So they're already starting to sprinkle the narrative then. But you're right. I think he'd still be there. They'd have Baker Mayfield or Deshaun Watson as their quarterback, because remember, in 2018. Bruce Arians said if he was going to unretire and go back to coaching, Cleveland was the only job he wanted. And of course, he took Tampa Bay, which is another one of these things that there's so many things about Bruce Arians that that don't line up. And nobody, I don't know, not many people will say, that doesn't make any sense. You know, before Tom Brady retired, I'll be shocked if he retires. He retires. Then he retires. I'll be shocked if he unretires. He unretires. I mean, he gets shocked a lot. (laughs) And my guess is he was probably shocked when he found out that. Tom Brady was coming back only with the express understanding that there was going to be a change. And we, we had up on the screen the, the note, the letter that Arian sent out to the players. Um, the, the idea that—there it is there. The, I saw something in there. Um, the, 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 ver, the next to last paragraph. With Tom coming back, the guys we've been able to retain and the new free agents we've added— I know that the team is is built for continued success. I mean, this goes beyond Tom Brady. You've got Ryan Jensen who's stayed. You've got Leonard Fournette who's back. You've got Logan Ryan who joined the team. Yeah. Not you're you're not going to hear a peep from any of these guys that man I wouldn't have come back if I if I'd known the head coach was leaving.
3: No. You're None exactly of them is going right. to say that. No.
2: None of them is going to say it. And there's no disrespect at all to Bruce Arians. It's just a reality that that he had kind of morphed into figurehead role. That yeah. he wasn't and, and to his credit, he wasn't trying to make it look like he was working any harder than he was. Now if he had, that would have created even more resentment among the people who were doing the work. He was very blatant and open with his position on you know, I've delegated everything to Byron Leffich. I I've I've delegated everything yeah. to Todd Bowles defensively. Right. I'm just I'm just kind of here overseeing and uh that makes it easier for the guys who made pretty big decisions for their own personal careers to stay in Tampa or come to Tampa. And now they're finding out the head coach isn't going to be there. And
3: and again, nobody's no, nope, nobody's troubled by it. No, because it's Brady, right? I mean, it's just like we talked about. I mean, it's what Bruce Arians talked about. He left us a quote right earlier this week. It was when he said, hey, guys want to come to Tampa because they want to play with Brady and get a chance to get a ring. You're right. Right. I mean, if those guys came to Tampa and then Brady left, they'd be like, oh, crapola. What? I came here because of Tom Brady and a chance to win the ring. Yes, to your point, they're not saying that this morning. They might be going, ah, damn, I love B.A., Bruce Arians. He's so cool. I was was kind of excited to play for him, but they're not like, oh, man, this is life-changing and I might have made a mistake by being here now. That that is not going to. Well, what are we going to be- gonna do? How yeah. are we going to win? How right. are we gonna That's not going to win? We got no right.
2: chance now. We're no yeah. longer Super Bowl contenders. Right. There's there's none of that buzz anywhere that you like, a, a week ago, 2 weeks ago. God, it it feels like the last 2 weeks have been 2 decades. <laughs> but when Devontae Adams leaves the Packers, that does a lot more to the perception of the Packers being a Super Bowl contender than Bruce Arians leaving the Buccaneers. Yes. A lot more. Yes. We're not even having the conversation that, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, advantage Rams. We're not having that conversation. No. Now, we should. Maybe we should. Yeah. As you said earlier. I think there's a little. You're taking away pretty important game day presence. Right. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. But, but if it came down to Arians or Brady, that's 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 why we're no not brainer. saying it.
3: Exactly right. It's a no-brainer. That's, that's, it's, it's a no-brainer. You're right. But, but I think the other part of it is, hey, we're just going to uh, – not that we think they're going to fall off a cliff. We still think they're going to be really good. But, yeah, I want to see it. i got to see it. I want to see it a little bit. Yeah, until then, I got I do have some questions because I do. Again, I think we're being disrespectful to any head coach, even a head coach like Bruce Arians who's an overseer, when their success – there's a history of success. There's a history of being able to communicate and motivate football players. And like we talked about, really being a, a pretty damn good game day manager. I mean, I, I, I mean, as a, as we said that earlier, I'm going back to Arizona and the Colts, and I'm going, damn, I don't remember ever talking about Bruce Arians messing up a game management situation. So, you know, that confidence a team can have and, you know, the swagger and the toughness, that all comes from the head coach. And, you know, it, it's it's kind of... A, an image of them that's portrayed through a team. Teams are usually similar to their head coach. Their edginess. Yeah, Bruce Arians is edgy. You know that, that's the way they are. And we'll see. I mean, I, I want to see how they adopt to Todd Bowles' style as a coach. And does that translate to a little bit of a different team or a less edgy team on the football field? Those are the things I think you know are fair to question, and we'll see how that goes once the season starts. Todd Bowles is
2: much less vocal. Much less profane, much more restrained, right. than Bruce Arians. Right, but 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 when it goes down, Todd Bowles is He'd ready. Get fired up, so, no doubt. Yes, no doubt. Um, so uh, I, yeah, and Bowles has time with the Jets. Yeah, he's been a head coach. He's he was an interim coach in Miami. He's you know he's been around for a while, and and he 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 gets the job instead of Byron Leftwich. So uh, and Byron Leftwich, I think, got more. More serious consideration this year. You know, he was, he yes. was almost the Jacksonville coach. Right. And, and uh, But for a power play that was made there, apparently, and based on all reports, that, that he wanted Adrian Wilson, the Cardinals executive, to be the GM and Trent Baucki to be out. But for that, maybe he would have been the head coach of the Jaguars. So uh, Lefwich will presumably continue to be on that short list of candidates for head coaching jobs elsewhere. And Bowles got a five-year contract to become the next head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Arians leaves with a record as coach of the Cardinals and Buccaneers 80-48-1 that also includes his wins as the interim coach of the Colts 10 years ago, Super Bowl 55 champion, a guy whose career was delayed because he he was, didn't play the political exactly. game. He didn't he right. called it like it is. Mm-hmm. He always said what he believed. That's the other thing that makes his exit from Tampa a little ironic. Right. Because he's the guy who would be saying, "What a load of crap that is!" Yeah, right. If he was, they push me out here. Breaking yeah. Brady, breaking Brady.
3: pushed me out that, of here. That's what or, Bruce or, said. Yeah, right. Or if right. it was
2: happening to someone else, he'd right. be saying, "What a crock! Of, what a crock of sh-t!" Yeah, we know what really happened there. Right. He'd right. be saying that. He was always willing to speak his mind, which kept him from being a head coach until he was in his early sixties. Yeah,
3: no, that, that's exactly right. He was, he was not political that way, and he was, yeah, a little rough around the edges and. You know, kind of said it like he seed it or said, that didn't even make it said it like he seed said it like Did I really say it? It. that was really yes, dumb of me. I can't, can't even take it back. Then. Yeah, I know. Oh, my gosh. Please don't put that on Simsism tomorrow. That's not a Simsism. That's idiotism. Uh, but <laughs> either way. Uh, yeah, he calls it like he sees it. That's what he does. He really does. And hey, I think it's cool. You know, the fact that he's been very loyal and good friends with Todd Bowles for a long, long time. He sets him up, sure, yes, you know, of course we're, we're not sure exactly how that went down. And, you know, left foot, he's left him in a position to where he can look at that and, okay, yeah, he didn't give him the head coaching job or the Bucks, but come on, as we know. I mean, offensive coordinators or Leftwich. It's just a matter of time. It's just when, whenever he wants it. And that offense is still going to be top-notch this year with Brady. I mean, Leftwich is—he's guaranteed to be a head coach, almost guaranteed. Bowles, I think, was a little dicey whether he got that other chance out there. I think he might have been in the conversation a lot. Not saying he didn't deserve it, but I just think you know that that would be one because he was at the Jets already. Uh, I, I just feel like, yeah, it could have been a little more dicey for him to ever get that head coaching job again.
2: A topic we discussed earlier this week, the opportunities or lack thereof for minority and female assistant coaches, that's an area where Arians has been a trailblazer. His staff in Tampa Bay included 11 black coaches, all three coordinators, black and two women working on the staff in Tampa Bay. He was very big about creating those opportunities and giving people a chance to flourish on the job or not as the case may be but if you don't have the opportunity we don't find out whether or not somebody can do the job at a high level and he was very good about that that is part of his legacy it's an important part of his legacy and it's something that other owners other coaches other executives need to learn from and and that may be something that as he transitions out of coaching I know he's going to be involved in the Buccaneers front office, but with the NFL trying to solve some deeper problems as it relates to how teams go about creating these opportunities, they may want to pick Bruce Arians' brain. Great
3: good, good idea by you, Mike. You're right. Um, you know, Bruce is one of those guys where you could go, yeah, he's old school in some ways, but he's new school. He doesn't see color, he doesn't give a damn. He just sees results, work ethic in the person, and that's why, you know, I think it goes back to why he's he's got you know, like I said, a fan club in the NFL. Uh, I've I've always noticed about that. Known known that about you know Bruce Arians even before he became a head coach. He was always kind of famous for like, man, this this guy in Indy or this guy in Pittsburgh. Uh, man, he's uh, he's a handful and funny and smart and creative as hell. And of course, had quarterbacks and Peyton Manning and Ben Roethlisberger that he could like he could give them bird birdseed and be like, here, eat out of my hand, and they'd be like, oh, chirp, chirp, chirp nom, nom, nom. I mean, that's he's got a magical way with people that way. He does. And Mike, I think that's a really good idea by you. That would be one of those guys. Yeah, the NFL should call up and pick his brain a little bit to to help this situation.
2: You bring Bruce Arians into an ownership meeting when the topic is increasing opportunities for minority and female assistant coaches, Bruce Arians is going to tell them what they need to hear. He's going to tell the various emperors that they're riding butt naked on a horse and they better put some clothes on. I mean, he is the perfect guy to speak truth to power because he will. He will. I'm telling you. I don't know, I just kinda of thought of it as we were talking about it today, but the NFL needs to get him involved in spreading this message, in getting other owners to understand what it takes in working with other coaches to get them to to have the level of comfort. And I, I know that he's got at least one son. I don't think his son ever worked for the Buccaneers. I don't, he? I don't think he that. did the nepotism thing. I don't think That so. that continues to be the core of so many of these issues with the opportunities or lack thereof. Um so uh I think Matt Casey just got in my the ear. So, said oh, his son, son was his agent. agent. His right. son is his agent. All right. So, uh, but not on the coaching staff. Yeah. So, you know, again, he's in a great position, I think, to help the NFL deal with a problem that I think the NFL is currently and will continue to struggle to deal with, absent somebody like Bruce Arians who can come and tell people what they need to hear. What we, what we need to tell you is we're going to take a break. When we return, though, there's an intriguing Rooney Rule angle to this Mm. that we're going to break down as it relates to the Bruce Arians resignation when PFT Live continues right after this.
0: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
2: We now have six minority coaches in the National Football League, and uh, that's progress. And that's something the NFL has been trying to achieve. And this is all happening in the aftermath. Not all of it, but a lot of it is happening in the aftermath of the Brian Flores discrimination lawsuit we reported earlier this week that there will be two more plaintiffs added to that lawsuit coming up on april the 8th there was a rooney rule loophole that i was not previously aware of yeah this and i'm surprised it even exists and first of all first of all my understanding of the rooney rule is if you're going to hire a black coach you don't need to do anything special you don't need to do anything out of the ordinary i think the problem is that now that the rooney rule requires two minority interviews, mm. the idea of locking on to one person and giving that person the job, maybe it it is not as simple as it used to be. Because how can you interview two if you go straight to one and elevate that person? But the news we saw last night, and the NFL was putting this out, and the NFL is sticking by this, and I've asked the question. There's one specific question I've waited to get an answer to, and I haven't gotten the answer yet, which may tell me what the answer is. Maybe the answer is leave me alone. But the Rooney Rule, according to the NFL, stops applying after March 1, because after March 1, you can no longer do a search that includes – assistant coaches from other teams. No longer are those teams automatically required to give you permission to pill for their coaching staff because it's March. Our staff is locked in place for this season. We, we shouldn't have to allow you to potentially take away our offensive coordinator or our defensive coordinator or our quarterbacks coach or whoever you may want. We our, our team is ready. We're getting yeah, ready for the right, season. Right. So, so after March one, that's the league's position. Rooney Rule doesn't apply. That creates one hell of a loophole. That crea that I ca- I can't imagine the NFL wants this to be applied by anyone and everyone who is thinking, okay, okay. I know who I'm going to hire next, and I don't want to go through the whole charade. I don't want to fly all across the country or wherever I have to go to meet with these people. I don't want I don't want to do that. I know who I'm going to hire. And he knows who I'm going to hire, and he's ready to go, and he's quietly behind the scenes working to do everything that otherwise would be doing if he had the job. So I'm just going to wait until March 2nd or March 1. When I, I'm going to wait until the moment after the Rooney rule no longer applies, and I'm going to fire my coach and I'm going to hire a white coach. Rooney rule doesn't apply, and I think of that specifically, Chris, with the Cowboys. I mean, right now, it's who you think if of, Jerry? If right. Jerry Jones rolls out of bed today and says. Eh, hey, you know, Mike McCarthy's out, Sean Payton's in. You don't have to do any of the stuff they otherwise would have had to do. You don't have to do any of it. You don't have to have a search. You don't have to interview anyone. You can just say, Mike McCarthy out, Sean Payton in, because that's what the Buccaneers did. With Todd Bowles, and people are saying, well, if Todd Bowles is black, it doesn't matter. But I really do think that the potential application of the Rooney Rule comes from the fact that you're now required to interview at least two minority candidates. So technically, they didn't comply with the Rooney Rule. In past years, you know, when, when when you hire, now they, yeah, when they hired Raheem Morris, boom, plucked him right off of John Gruden's staff, inside job. John Gruden's out, Raheem Morris gets elevated. It's not even a question. Because... At that time, you only had to have one minority interview. But now with two, yeah, they had to comply. Well, no, they didn't because it's after March 1. Okay, fine. Wait until next March then when Jerry gets rid of McCarthy and brings in Sean Payton. it It is a hell of a loophole that I can't imagine the NFL would want to
3: have. No, I, it, it's, it is a loophole. There's no question. <clears throat> um you know, regardless in this situation, uh, great—a black man, an African American who's deserving to be a head coach—got hired, so that's good. You're right; they didn't follow it to a T. It does seem weird, but I guess what I would say, just to you know, push back or or at least have a conversation with this, is I think it's gonna be—it would be very rare instances like this. It'd have to be almost like a Sean Payton type of guy, and even with that, you know, I think to like the way you laid it out. Sean Payton not might not love, you know, or, or a coach that's in that situation. It's, it's not the best for them either. You know, the fact that, oh, it's March 1st. Oh, I get to take over uh, coaching staff. That Damn, I wouldn't have most of these guys here anyways, and they're loyal to Mike McCarthy, and now I'm coaching it. So, like, yes, in theory, that's there 100%, and it is a loophole, but... I think it would be rare to pull it off to where I don't know if you necessarily have to be worried about this consistently happening, I guess is, is what I'm saying. But it does seem a little odd, nonetheless, that after this date, it's like this. But I think you explained it right. I mean, coaches are kind of set at that point. Staffs are set. You know, teams have lost a defensive coordinator and replaced it. You can't go, oh, wait, they replaced their defensive coordinator. Now we want to steal your next defensive coordinator and go somewhere else. That's where it would be tough. Uh, but But I hear what you're saying. There's definitely an issue there. I would have assumed that the appropriate procedure, once
2: the ability to interview and hire coaches from other teams, has ended as of March 1, or whenever the deadline was. I didn't know when it was. Now I do. It's March 1. I would think that the proper procedure would be, That if your coach departs voluntarily or involuntarily or involuntarily, but they're making it look voluntarily, (laughs) as in this case, uh, you, you have an interim replacement who takes over for the rest of the year. And then you do a search after the year. That's the easiest way around this. That's the most appropriate way to deal with it. Bruce Arians is out. Todd Bowles becomes the head coach for 2022, and then after the season, we do a search that fully complies with the Rooney rule. And that's clearly not going to happen here because Bowles got a five-year contract. And, yeah. and look, to, to make this work as a true succession, it's not a true succession if Todd Bowles is the coach and all he's got guaranteed is one year. Right. Because then after 2022, well, Tom Brady's retired or Tom Brady's becoming a free agent, whatever the case may be. So maybe we're going to go in a different direction altogether with our coaching staff because we're going in a different direction altogether with our team. And you know, maybe if the team in Brady's last year goes 10 and 7, as uh, Arians suggested, Brady gets injured, we go 10 and 7. Todd Bowles doesn't get the job. So, I I, it's the bottom line is there is a loophole that is glaring and it requires just. I mean, look how slow the process went this year and and when some of these jobs got filled. You're not talking about waiting all that much longer. No, you're not. If you just right. want to get around the Rooney Rule right. altogether. Right. But but anybody who did it would be walking into a PR nightmare, I think. Yes, you're, you're and, walking on thin ice. There are going to be issues yeah. there. And potential litigation. Brought by the individuals who were frozen out of even an opportunity to interview for the job because you have deliberately found a way around the Rooney Rule. And let's see the text messages. Let's see the emails. Let's see, let's see what you did to engineer this decision that looks spontaneous. Like, boom, all of a sudden, Mike McCarthy is resigning for health issues on March 15. When behind that curtain, it's clear that Jerry Jones was setting this up for a McCarthy to Peyton switch. So I I think I agree with you. This is something that is going to be used very rarely. Right. Whoever does it is stepping into a PR nightmare potentially. And number three, you may get yourself in trouble with the league or you may get yourself sued. Because if you set this up in advance to spontaneously happen after March 1, there's a chance that, that the digital paper trail yeah. is going to show that, that you are up to something and you're going to be held accountable.
3: Yeah, agree, agreed. It'll let alone, like, I think you add that with the risk of not having the right coaching staff and that being weird and all that, too. You know, so I, I, it, it, I think it would take rare circumstances. And if Tampa's smart, they'd go, you know, even with this, go, hey, we interviewed Byron Lefwich. We interviewed Byron Lefwich before we interviewed Bulls for the job. And that's how we appealed to the, the Rooney rule. You know, if they're smart, maybe that's what they could do there. I just kind of pop. Do you really want to
2: do? that? Do you want? I know, but yeah. but if you do
3: that, yeah, it's, you're right. It, you know, <laughs> you're right. It's like then people. Are be like, well, well, really why do we Byron? Give yeah, right, right, right. Yeah,
2: we don't yeah. really want Byron. Yeah. Uh, we just you know, and it's it, Bulls has coaching experience. Bulls is older, and Byron can focus on working with Tom Brady and focusing on the offense. No but it's just, it's a strange loophole that I didn't know existed, and the league is all in with it. They've told multiple different yeah. reporters, including me, that this, that this is how it works. It doesn't apply after March 1. It, and I, maybe it's always been that way, but they've never had to admit it. And now, 20 years later, they've had to admit it.
3: That's what I was kind of thinking of, just the whole thing, too. I mean, it's just rare through the history of football, right? I mean, you named Jimmy Johnson. That's one that popped in my brain. I was sitting here thinking about, can I remember any other late ones? Bill Parcells, right? In the 90s offseason, when they handed it down to Ray Hanley, wasn't that a little bit of a late decision? I, I mean, I was 10. I can't exactly remember how that went down. But what would you say, Matt Casey? I feel like that. He's okay, looking it up. Yep, he's, I felt like that was like almost a March decision as well. It was a little bit like he was coming back, and then all of a sudden it was like, I'm exhausted, and I need to step away. And they gave Ray Hanley the job. But you you know to your point it, it is rare and, and i was just wondering too just as a football fan those are the only two ones i can really think of may 15 Have i see i see may 15
2: may 15 1991 parcel stepped down from his post as giants head coach right
3: may may, may 15 yeah. 1991 i thought it was late in the game I I, I I you know wasn't sure if i was remembering that correctly but yeah that, so it's very rare to your point and i think it would take the aligning of the stars like you said of you know, some special coach who's on the not a coach or another football team, you know, sitting on the sideline there and you can get them. Uh, but but yeah, it's something to, to certainly look at in the future here. And it's far less likely to create any type of a problem
2: for the team if the next head coach is black. That's right. So the Buccaneers aren't in an issue here, but if it ever does happen where The next coach who is hired without the benefit of a search that complies with the Rooney rule is white. There's going to be hell to pay. And maybe that's the biggest deterrent. There would be hell to pay if somebody in this day and age, in this climate, with the Brian Flores class action pending, if somebody tried to pull that now, like if Jerry Jones decided today, hey, I didn't know. I didn't know about a loophole. I didn't. I can't do a very good Jerry. Jones. How, can know, good. how can anyone not do it? I, I didn't know anything about a loophole. Hey, Sean, I got a loophole. Uh, so, I got to get a I loophole. Can't, I just can't. I, I, can't <laughs> I want me some loophole. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> let's take a break. <laughs> when we return, there's been another twist to this ongoing drama in Baltimore as it relates to the status and the future of quarterback Lamar Jackson. More PFT Live right after this.